The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be as when a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five talents more. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two talents more. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take, take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. O Lord, may your word only be spoken, and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. I don't know what you think, but uh, in the current fiscal climate, perhaps that last slave uh, had the wisest, most prudent financial strategy. (laughs) 
I just want you to know that I, too, noticed the name Barak <laughs> in this morning's Hebrew Bible reading. I'm going to leave him there for a moment so as to not preach about contemporary politics from the pulpit. We don't want the IRS snooping around here, do we? Since the end of August, the Hebrew Bible portion of our Sunday readings has been laying out for us the epic, dramatic formation of the nation of Israel and its journey to the promised land. We've heard about the raising up of Moses, Israel's charismatic liberator and leader. We've witnessed the Israelites' dramatic escape from Egypt through the Red Sea. We've witnessed the Israelites wandering and murmuring in the wilderness and God's miraculous provision for them. We've heard about the giving of the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai and the almost immediate apostasy of the Israelites with the golden calf. And we witness Moses' death before reaching the Promised Land and the passing of the baton to Joshua, who actually leads the tribes of Israel into the Promised Land and who challenges the Israelites to renew their faithfulness and service to the Lord. Today, we find ourselves in the period of the Judges, kind of a hinge time politically between the charismatic leadership of Moses and Joshua on one hand and the establishment of the monarchy under Saul and David and Solomon on the other hand. We're talking about a period in history roughly 1100 years before the birth of Christ. During this time, the Israelites were a sort of loose confederation of tribes unruly tribes at that, in the uneven and chaotic process of settling the Promised Land. Their leaders during this unsettled time were the judges. Now the judges were as they might seem to be. They had a judicial function. They settled disputes among members of the tribes and perhaps even among the tribes. But they also had and this was particularly important in the kind of an unsettled, chaotic setting, they also had military functions as well. They led armies or commanded others to lead armies. Some of the more well-known judges include Gideon and Samson, he of the magnificent hair. Now, reading the book of Judges, if you've ever read it from start to finish, is kind of a depressing affair. There is a constant cycle of depravity and debauchery followed by oppression by outsiders on the tribes, followed by cries for help from the Israelites, followed by God's deliverance of God's people. A constant cycle of decadence Oppression, crying out deliverance. A frequent refrain in this book is, the Israelites 
again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And by the last three chapters of the book of Judges, the Israelites have really descended into the basest kind of civil war and abuse, particularly of women. There's some really horrific, horrific stories about the treatment of women. One of the bright spots, however, in this otherwise depressing part of Israel's story is the person of the judge, Deborah. Deborah is the only female judge. Deborah seems to have been quite adept at both her military and judicial functions. But in addition, she was also called a prophet. None of the other judges were called prophets. And in this context, a prophet meant not someone who foretells the future, but someone who calls Israel to live to its highest ideals, to remind Israel of whose people they are and whose commandments they need to follow. In one sense, that means predicting the future because it means if you're not following God's ways, Israelites, this is what's going to happen to you and it's not going to be good. On the other hand, the thinking was if the Israelites are following God's path, then the future is bright. So Deborah, the judge Deborah, was a military leader, a judicial leader, and also a prophet. As an aside, the writer Frederick Buechner imagines the judge Deborah as kind of an ancient Golda Meir. And her general Barak, who we'll meet in a moment, as Moshe Dayan with an eye patch over his eye. Now it's too bad that our portion of the gospel this morning didn't go just a few verses longer because that's where the really interesting stuff starts to happen. General Barak tells Deborah, after Deborah has said, your job is to go face Sisera, Jabin's general, and you're going to meet him on Mount Tabor. That's your job. But we don't hear Barak saying, well, you know what? I'm not going to go unless you go with me. And she says, okay, but that means you're not going to get any of the glory when we win our big victory. It's all going to go to the girls. Can you live with that? (laughs) And he says, okay, I can live with that. So he and Deborah lead the tribes of Israel to victory over the Canaanite king's army and Sisera as the general of those armies. Every last man is killed except for Sisera, who manages to escape. And he thinks he's found sanctuary in the tent of a woman named Jael. She takes him in, feeds him, comforts him, lets him fall asleep. Then she pounds a tent peg through his head. (laughs) Just to put a final exclamation point on that. (laughs) To commemorate this victory... Deborah composes one of the most important and one of the earliest pieces of Hebrew poetry. It's a remarkable song that uh, takes a couple of pages, actually, in the Bible. She's also the only judge that we know of that was a composer and poet. 
that section of the book of Judges ends with the verse that says, And the land had rest for 40 years. Deborah's leadership had brought a period of peace to the unruly tribes of Israel. Now I recount all this because I think it's useful for Christians to know a bit more about the history of our ancestors in faith, and particularly the spicy ones like Deborah. It's part of uh, the call that we're given, as we heard in our collect this morning, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures that we've been given. I also focus on this text because it seems to me that we, now, in the 21st century, are in a similar hinge time, a turning point time, where there is terrific uncertainty, where the dire consequences of rampant greed and self-interest on millions of people, the dire consequences on millions, maybe even billions of people, those consequences are evident everywhere. There's violence continuing at home and abroad. In many respects, it's not a good time. But I also recount this passage because it gives me hope. Even in the decidedly militant, violent, and male-dominated world of the Hebrew Bible, God raised up capable and heroic women to lead God's people. And somehow, God even saw to it that in our sacred scripture, some of these women made it in. It makes you wonder how many didn't make it in. Because the amazing ones that are in there are so amazing. Well, maybe just some of the less amazing ones didn't make it in. <coughs> I recount this passage because I think in our own chaotic and polarized time, there are leaders, male and female, who can decisively and positively mobilize people. The record numbers of people who voted in last week's election, or two weeks ago's election, are, are evidence of this. People are hopeful. They believe that there are people who can lead them in positive ways. And finally, while I hesitate to make comparisons, I'm going to do it loosely and suggestively, and I hope in a way that does not fan political or partisan or religious differences among us. But we have had an incredible history in this nation, full of triumph as well as tragedy. The same can be said for the church, with our roots in a shared history with our Jewish brothers and sisters. I pray that in this hinge time, the church can be one of those sources of unexpected and fresh leadership for justice and for change. Amen. <clears throat>